It's the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, episode two. On today's episode, we talk falling down a waterfall, fake passports, being detained in Iran, and what happens when you travel the world with a complete stranger. Buckle up and let's go. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rails? I just want to get out there in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. Ahoy! Ahoy, ahoy. Welcome back to the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Jules. And I'm Christine. And you have made it to episode two. Ahoy. That just makes me want chips ahoy. Thank you for joining us. Episode two. We're still here. The ship is still afloat. We haven't sank yet. We're on our journey. We're the captains. You're the passengers. You know the deal. And uh, we're still going, and we've got another we're great still show. Going. Yes, and we're still talking about when shit goes wrong on the road. Absolutely. We've got some great travel stories today, uh, some in the news, and also some looking at a couple of other stories as well, which are pretty exciting. I'm pretty excited to get into it. Yeah, we've got some crazy stuff going on over here. We do, we do. But before we jump into that, what have we been up to? What have we been up to? Well, we are not in Seattle anymore. We're not in Seattle. We have gone to Burning Man since we last talked to everybody. We could probably do a podcast on that. I think yeah, when shit goes wrong at Burning Man. Seriously, there's probably we could do a Burning Man special episode. That would be so funny. We that should w- definitely do that. We should definitely do that. Uh, but we spent that was that was a bit of time there. We spent about ten days in the desert, and then we had to spend a bit of time recovering as well. Probably about ten days again. So much recovery time. But we're back, and we're getting into a bit of a. By now, well, obviously the podcast has launched if you're listening to this, but we're just about to launch the podcast and so things are about to get crazy Yay. again. We've got so many episodes coming out and we're, we're looking forward to getting on the schedule. Yeah. If you know Jules and I, you know that we love to start new projects. So this is an exciting time for us, but we actually think that the podcast will be something that we follow through with. Well, yeah. It Unlike is. other things. Yes. Uh, so if you are listening to this, believe us, we'll keep this going. Yes, weekly. <laughs> weekly podcast on Mondays or Tuesdays, depends how it goes. You know the format if you listen to the preview. It's going to be about 45 minutes to an hour, but we're going to play it by ear. Two stories, research, told to each other for the first time. It's going to be fun. Yeah, with pepperings of other stories from the news and hopefully your stories, our dear listener at some point. Yes, absolutely. We definitely want to put that out there to our our listeners. We do want your stories. We want your crazy travel tales. We want to contribute them to the community uh, and we'd love you to be a part of it. So you can hit us up on the socials at NotSoBonVoyage on Twitter and Instagram or use the hashtag NotSoBonVoyage. Submit your stories and we'll get in contact with you because we'd love to tell them. Find us on the social meds and tell us your crazy ass stories. Crazier the better. Let's just get into it. Don't yeah, hold anything back. We really back. want to know when... Something's gone wrong. Something's fucked up. And shit's going down. Shit's going down. That's the best stories. Um, so I think we should just jump straight into In the News, which is going to be our little dun, intro dun, section. Dun, dun. What's in, in the, the news? news? Would you like to go first or would you like to go second? Um, I, it's up to you. What would you like? Mm, I'll go first this time. Okay. You go, girl. Yeah. I've got a couple of little stories about In the News. So how this segment is going to go is that we're just going to sort of recap some news headlines. It might be an old story, it might be new, but usually it's going to be something that's happening at the time before we jump into our main stories. Um, this one, okay, so I'm going to read you the heading and then I'm going to like wind it back so it doesn't sound as bad, okay? It's called Woman Plunges Down 50-Foot Waterfall in Hawaii. Wait, woman what? Plunges Down 50-Foot oh, Waterfall in Hawaii. Okay. So your first reaction is like, Oh, cool. He's starting the podcast off with a story about death again. 
Fabulous. Uh, fabulous. It's always fun. But this is a story about Heather Friesen. I think I'm pronouncing that right. She's 26. Now, it's actually not a new story, but it's only just recently surfaced in the last couple of weeks. This story goes back to an incident in 2016, but the footage has only just been released. And I say footage because Heather happened to be filming the whole fall on her GoPro at the time. No. Uh, oh it's pretty God. crazy. You can go look at it. Um, we'll put links to it in the show notes so you can go and check out the video. But basically, she was down in Hawaii on a hike at the Kaua... I never know how to pronounce anything. Sorry, we're going to butcher it. Haw- yeah. Hawaiian. Any kind of Hawaiian pronunciation. It's K A apostrophe A U. Kaua. Anyway, it's a crater trail in Honolulu. She was enjoying her time there with some friends. Went out to get a closer look at a waterfall from above, stepped on a slippery, wet rock, and fell. Ugh. So she had a GoPro strapped to her head at the time. And basically, the whole footage is of, is of her falling down the waterfall bouncing along the rocks as she oh. as she made her way down and then hitting the water very Oof. hard. Yeah, I can imagine. It is pretty gnarly. The footage is gnarly. Now, she did survive. Put How? it out there first. After she hits the water, she sort of lays there, submerged in the water for a little while until somebody comes to help rescue her. But basically, she, she suffered a collapsed lung, 10 broken ribs, and Oof. a fractured scapula. What is a scapula? I don't know. I really should have looked at it first. Scapula is something to do with the head. No, it's to do with the shoulder. I thought it sounds like a head, like part of the neck or something. Yeah, like well, I think because it sounds like scalp. Oh, scalp. Yeah. Okay, so uh, according to the dictionary, it's a technical term for the shoulder blade. Oh, okay. They should really just say shoulder blade. Fractured. I know. I don't don't know. be fancy, people. Yeah. It's like instead of saying oh, she suffered 10 broken ribiitis mammitis. Right? It's, <laughs> it's like she got 10 broken ribs. Yeah. Anyway, so the footage is pretty gnarly. Um, she says that as she, as she slipped and fell, she said it felt like time was slowing down, which is often a common reference, um, and that her friends were freaking out thinking that basically she was going to die, but somehow she knew that she was going to make it. Wow. I know. That is insane. I can't believe she lived through that, especially hitting rocks and all that on the way down. So I think she probably like bounced. It wasn't like one of those sheer, sheer, like she probably like maybe bounced a little bit, broke her fall, then kept falling. Basically, she, I mean, she still hit it hard enough to break 10 ribs in a shoulder blade. Oof, that is brutal. Uh, when she finally came to the surface of the water, she said she couldn't remember anything. Her vision was a little bit blurry, but she kept telling herself to take deep breaths. She was going to be okay. And thankfully, now here's the part, here's the crazy part. There were a couple of hikers there. Um, one of them jumped in, I guess, and helped her. And just happened to be that one of the hikers knew uh, people from the like the rescue squad, the rescue team nearby, and was able to contact them straight away. And they were able to get her helicopter out, and wow. she survived. That's crazy. What yeah. a coincidence. Angels, literally angels, watching out for that one. Seriously. Uh, she, I mean, she goes on to thank God and things like that, so... Perhaps she's religious. Perhaps. um, (laughs) That's an incredible story. Yeah. So it's really interesting because I think it's interesting because it's, first of all, it's a few years old and the footage just came out now. So maybe, maybe she was just kind of like buying her time um, before she wanted to talk about it. That's so crazy. I imagine it'd be pretty traumatic. You don't really want a bunch of like news people, you know, news people trying to contact you. Yeah. Like podcasters podcasters. and whatnot. Well, actually it's funny because she was in... She was on a podcast talking about it. That's oh. how, one of the reasons how I found about it. It's called like Crazy. Women in Sports. I don't know. She's a volleyballer. I don't know okay. if she's like a professional, but she was on a podcast talking about it. So uh, Interesting. 
Yeah. Because I imagine the recovery time for those injuries would be quite a while. Yes. Well, somebody who has just fractured one rib in my time playing Australian football back in the day, it is a very painful injury that you can't... You fractured a rib? Yeah, I fractured a rib. I feel like I didn't know that. Yeah, back in the day. Crazy, crazy footballers. Copped a knee to the side. uh, And there's not really a lot you can do for it apart from rest. Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, there is a cool picture of her in the hospital with a thumbs up. Giving giving a thumbs up, so you know. What does the foot? Did you watch the footage? Yes. What does it look like? Does it just look like water? I mean, I can't imagine it's, it looks like that much. It's pretty quick. I mean, okay. it's like she's up there. It's kind of like on her head, so it's like look, got that sort of bird's eye view. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it's just like a slip, and then just like a quick tumble, blah, 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 and then just like then she's underwater. Wow. Yeah, but That's look it up. Look it up. Crazy. It'll be in the show notes. It'll. Uh... I'll look it up. I'll check our show notes and look it up. Yeah, but I think that this story. I mean, maybe this might be a bit of a theme because crazy stories sometimes end up in injury, sometimes in death. Hopefully, less death, more injury, and funny stuff, at least. But uh, you know, it's just another reminder to be safe out there. Uh, you know, be safe. This Thank is... goodness she was fine. Yeah. So this is 2016. So this is kind of pre-Instagram blow up. Got to take a selfie everywhere. Um, but one of the things that was interesting is that she found out later on that people had fell and died from this same spot in the past. Wow. So she kind of like reflected on that. And, uh, once again, thank God. I always wonder her. for people who have a near death experience, like how much pressure would you feel after the accident when you're getting better, like to make something of your life? Like <laughs> you survived when so many other people haven't. Like, I just feel like that's such immense pressure to like live life to the fullest. I think it's got to like mess with your head a little bit as well. Like kind of fuck with you because For you sure. think like, why did I survive? Yeah, you know? totally. Like something crazy like that. So yeah, definitely pressure. And I don't know, I guess, but I think like you would want to make the most of your opportunity to be yeah. still be alive. Yeah. Um, there's probably a lot of times where people don't even realize they had near-death misses. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Especially traveling. I mean, you put yourself in crazy, crazy positions. I mean, you do things. I always thought one thing was funny, like back home, you know, in Australia, in the US respectively, you get drilled in to wear a seatbelt, you know, like wear mm. a seatbelt, wear a seatbelt, you know, and it's just something you do. And then you go over to like Southeast Asia and you cruise around and in, in like tuk-tuks and you get you rent scooters and you don't wear people don't wear helmets they don't wear seatbelts and you kind of somehow think as if you're like you think you're immune yeah, to disaster invincible. and you think you're invincible when you're traveling you know like yeah sure I can go walk along this bridge and I can go climb this building and I can zoom around without a helmet and I mean the reality is it's like you know shit goes down shit goes down wear your helmets kids wear your helmets we always wear our helmets absolutely. all the cool kids are doing it absolutely it's a new trend yeah so yeah, so that was uh, that was one of the stories in the news this week or within the last couple of weeks, depending on when you're listening to it. Wow, September. that's bananas. Sept- September 2019 news. Sept. Yeah. Sept 2019. Wow. I've got another one, but if you want to go, how many have you got? I have two. Oh, well, let's go one for one. Okay. So My next one's better. Oh, better than what I'm about to say? <laughs> well, better than my first one, but I'm, I'm going to say I think it's going to be better as well. Okay. Unless we have the same story. Okay. I'm hey, not no sure pressure, what, by the way. where to put this. So my story is old. It's from 2012, so it's not really in the news. But in the news. It is making in the news. Seven years ago. In 2012. Uh, I but mean, I guess it was in the news. It was in the news. It's not in the current news. Well, it kind of is because it's a meme that's going around Facebook right now. 
Okay, so it's so it's had a resurgence. It's had a resurgence. It's a meme. I think it's a meme. I don't really know what a meme is. I just, you know, it's, I just looked this up recently and it's, and I can't even remember. It's a meme. It's like. Is it literally just text over a picture? Uh, it is like a, a theme or like a, like a joke. It's basically, it's based, definitely based on a joke. Okay. The idea of it, but yeah. I looked up the origin of the word a few days ago and I have completely forgotten it. Of meme. Yes. So did I. Weird. Mm. Okay. It's obviously not very memorable. Obviously it de- not. It definitely meme does not stand for memorable. No, it does not. It definitely does not. Okay. So anyway, there is a meme, I guess, if I'm, I think that meme is what I'm thinking about. We need to ask um, the young people. Yeah. If there are any young people, tell us what is a meme. But it's going around Facebook and it's about this woman who ended up in a search party for herself. Okay, I think I saw the headline, but I don't know the story. Okay, so this is, there's like a little blurb that a lot of people are sharing. It's hilarious. So this actually dates back to 2012 when a tourist was in Iceland, like on a bus tour, and she's out exploring, and then she comes back to the bus, and I guess she had changed her outfit in some way, and so people didn't recognize her, and they assumed that this woman was missing. So they tell the bus driver and they start this search party and the woman does not recognize the uh, description of herself. So she joins the search party. This is amazing. And then uh, they're like looking around Iceland for her. And then eventually somebody figures it out who's on the search party. But she was literally looking for herself, which is just so funny. So many questions about this story. How does this even happen? How does it happen? But okay, I was thinking about this. Like, would you recognize a description of yourself? Oh, that's a good question. Tall, rugged, handsome... Australian accent. Well, if it was that, would give it away. Yeah, that would give it away. But even like tall blonde Australian, you like that could be anybody. Like, yeah, I mean, imagine trying to describe that person and find them in in Bali. Yeah, Who are exactly. You looking for uh, tall, loud Australian, quite yeah. possibly drunk. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've seen about ten thousand of those. <laughs> um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Like, sorry, sorry. He had a bin tang singlet on. Okay. Oh, now I know who you're talking about. Yes. Last <laughs> scene. Last scene with a bin tang in his hand. Um, I like blonde Australian, white blonde Australian, or Australian, white blonde American. I just called myself Australian. I didn't know if I could recognize that description. It's yeah, I so mean, vague. It depends how vague it was. Like if, if they were just like literally like the color of your hair and your skin. I think they said like blue shirt or something, but she had changed since then. See, that would be something that would probably be more specific, but also like... Do you know exactly what you're wearing right now? Don't look. I do. Yes, I do actually. Because I feel like sometimes I could I could put clothes on and if I hadn't seen myself in like a couple of hours and I didn't look down and you said, what are you wearing? I'd be like, uh, shorts. Do you know what you're wearing? Yeah. What are you wearing? Blue t-shirt. No pants. No pants. Just kidding. He's got some <laughs> pants on. But no hey, I might shorts. start podcasting with no pants on. I mean, live your best life. It is actually hot in here. I might take my leggings off. Mid-show. Mid-show. Just hear no a scuff- one would know. You just hear a scuffle yeah. and Christine's taking their pants my off. Leggings off. Uh, anyway, so... So they found her? They found so, her. What, is it classified as a successful uh, search and rescue mission? I would say so. Did I she mean, find herself? That would even be... Uh, excuse me? I believe I've been found. I've, I found her. It is me. <laughs> it is me. <laughs> that sounds like a riddle. Like, how did the woman find the missing woman or something? It was herself. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible riddle, but you know what I mean. I know. Uh, so anyway, it gives a whole new meaning to going abroad to find yourself. Oh, oh did you make that up or is that it's been said? I adapted it. You adapted it. <laughs> yeah, it was an adaptation. Which basically means you've stolen it. Yeah, whatever. So anyway, that's a little from the news, 2012 news. I like it. Why is it going around now? I have no idea. It's just one of those things, you know. There's probably so much meme-worthy like information. I wonder if people make a habit of going back and trying to find viral content. Probably. Because if you think about, like you think about some of the really old school viral videos that never had the chance to thrive like mm-hmm. during the YouTube days. Like now somebody puts up a, a YouTube video and it's like crap and it'll get like a billion views in the mm-hmm. first two days. But then like some of the old classic ones back in the day just didn't have the power. Yeah, totally. Anyway, that is my story and I'm sticking to it. Okay. What's your next newsworthy? My next story? one. My next story comes from India. Ooh. I mean, well, it's based in India. It okay. didn't actually physically come from India. <laughs> it came from the internet. Okay. It's a story about a guy called Am- Amrik Singh. I think I'm saying that right. Amrik Singh is an 81-year-old man from India. He's born in 1938, and he was attempting to take an Air India flight to New York City at Indira Gandhi International Airport in New Delhi on Sunday, September the 8th. Now, poor Amrik, he shows up to the uh, the airport, he's in a wheelchair, needs a little bit of assistance. He's dressed in white, he's got white hair, white beard, but he was detained. Now, any, any guesses why before I tell you the story? Uh, he was, I don't know. He was, well... He was drunk, he was wasted. Yes, Amrik Singh... That's Christine. Even though I told her to turn off all notifications on her phone and her computer. It was computer. that computer. Doom, doom, doom. Might be. All right, continuing on. Any guesses why he was detained? He was wasted. He was he- taking shots at uh, the, what's that margarita spot that's at like every airport? Not Senior Tom- Frogs. Not Tommy Bahamas, but. Um, in New uh, Delhi. In New- hey, you never know. Okay. The reason why he was detained was because he wasn't 81. He was actually 32. Oh, my God. So this story is Jayish Patel, 32 from India, tried to fool agents into thinking he was 81 years old. Okay. And tried to get a flight to New York City. Why? Okay. Well, it goes... So there's not a a whole bunch of news of this story, but basically this has made the headlines over the last couple of weeks. Um, So he was traveling on a fake passport from Amrik Singh, an 81-year-old man from India. Um, He basically... He he had dyed his hair, he had dyed his beard, and had tried to make himself appear like he was 81 years old. But the reason that he got found out is because they looked at his skin and his appearance and seemed that he to, he looked like he was a much younger person. He, they, and his he, voice. He should have just said that he has an excellent skincare regimen. He's also said uh, that he was wearing fake non-prescription glasses, but the hairs on his arm were still his natural black hair color and uh, rather oh. than being dyed white. Oh, I should have gone and, for the full dye job. And Head I think to toe, baby. One of the reasons uh, he was also found is that one of the airport security officers saw that the roots of his hair did not match his white beard. Oh my god, dude! You got to do full. You got to commit if you you're going to do commit. something like that. Don't go for the cheapy dye job. You got to do full body, head to toe. So he was wrapped in a white kind of like he had one of those very like sort of flowy Indian, I guess, like things like the dress type things, and he had his. I don't know if it was like a turban necessarily, but he had his head wrapped 
sort of in things as well. And he kind of looked like a bit of an old guru, but he ended up being 32 years old. That's crazy. So apparently he'd been planning this ruse for months um, and that he confessed that he wanted to try and get into the US to find a job, but had had trouble finding a visa. And so now this doesn't really make sense. He agreed to pay a middleman, like an agency basically to try and help him get in, almost $42,000 to get him to New York. Wow. Which seems kind of crazy. Like if you're going to the US trying For to find a job. a job to better yourself, Yeah. how do you get $42,000? Um, and so obviously this guy's dodgy. He's obviously got something like whether it's a criminal record or something that stopped him from getting a visa to the US. So he's tried to smuggle him. Uh, so as well as a fake passport, the deal included a makeup artist who applied his disguise before he headed to the airport. Wow. Did he have a fake Allegedly. mustache that was attached to his glasses? <laughs> yeah. And, and a nose. Yeah, exactly. So he, Patel, uh, Jayish Patel is an, an electrician based in um, Ahmedabad. Ahmed, you know, we're going to really, one thing we're going to do is struggle with pronunciations. Uh, so sorry. Ahmedabad. Ahmedabad. Anyway, he wanted to hope to travel to the U.S. in hopes of finding a better job, as well as meet up with a woman, a former neighbor, as soon as he landed in the country. Wow. So there you go. Okay, first up, first question. He's an electrician in India. I don't, I don't know what the salaries are. I'm just saying $42,000 is a lot of money. $42,000 is a lot of money in the U.S. Yes, that's a huge savings. Let alone being uh, an electrician in India. I mean, maybe if yeah, you like you owned an electricity company. Yeah. But, that's crazy. That's a lot of money. That's so much money. I mean, how much was he expecting to get paid in the U.S.? No idea. That's... I, I mean, people... I mean, you might have a better idea, but probably some electricians probably don't even make $42,000 in a year in the U.S. Yeah, so in some places. In some places, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. So uh, he was handed over to the Delhi police by India's Central Industrial Security Force and the airport officials, and he's been detained. So I guess we'll we'll keep an update on that story and find out <laughs> okay. find out what's happening. But uh-uh. I, I we definitely, or I definitely recommend you as well, Christine. Check up a photo of him. We'll I put will a, definitely check We'll put a, a link in the show notes as well, um, because it's kind of hilarious. He so there's a picture of him dressed up in all his stuff, in a wheelchair, and then there's a picture of him um, as the 32 year old Patel. Um, and one of the so one of the reasons why that he became suspicious as well is that. He rolled in in a wheelchair and they asked him to uh, stand up and he kind of refused, like said he couldn't stand up and he had to be assisted. And then they were like, well, we can assist you to stand up. And I guess he didn't want that. So then he just like popped up out of the wheelchair and was fine Whoa, to walk. That's hella sketchy. And then we were like, got to hmm, commit to the character, man. Commit. That guy would never make it as an actor. No. And he had beautiful tights, 32-year-old skin on his face. My skincare goals in life is to be 82 and get stopped at the airport for having too young of skin. Okay, lady. All right. <laughs> the gig is want. up. The gig is up. <laughs> I'm like, this is my beautiful skin. Daily sunscreen is the answer. Sunscreen, hydration. Sunscreen, hydration. Moisturizing? Moisturizing, sure. Uh, infused lemon water? Hyaluronic know. acid. You want to do some glycolic acid. You know, you got to do like the full 10 stair regimen. 10-step regimen. Up 10 stairs. You had to walk up 10 stairs every night before you wash your face. Each step corresponds with a different thing. Yeah, I leave each bottle on the stairs, and then I just do it as I go up the stairs. It's just great. And that is the secret to getting stopped at the airport for suspected being an old person. Yeah. 
Okay. So anyway, I thought that was a pretty funny story in, That's the news, hilarious. in the news this week or this month. That's so funny. Oh, I feel kind of bad for that guy, but also, you know. Yeah, but, you know, he could be, I mean, he's obviously dodgy. What happened to the real old man? I don't Has know. Has anybody looked into that? I'm worried about this man. And I'm pretty sure the passport was new. Like, it was a new passport. So mm. it's like, oh, this 81-year-old guy just suddenly decided he was going to get on a flight to New York. So I need to check that dude out. Where is he? Is he being dodgy? Has he, you know, is he okay? We don't yeah. know. I mean, it's safe to say that that Jayesh Patel was going to stay in the US. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's not cool. That's kno- not cool. <laughs> who knows what else he was up to? We don't know. You never know. Yeah. But we don't know. That's the thing. So maybe, you know, he was coming out here for good. And not bad. <laughs> not bad. Who knows? But anyway, they caught him. Well, there you go. There you go. That's my second story. That's very Do you funny. like that one? Yes, it's hilarious. I liked it. That's a crazy story. Okay. so he, he People de- be crazy. Yeah, so he definitely had a, a rough time on the road. Yeah, he had a little bit of a rough time. Sorry. Dude, seriously, just commit to the character, commit to the hair dye, and then you'll be fine. Try again later. Yeah. Um, you got a second story? I do. I'll keep this one short so we can get into our main squeezes. Yes, because my, my main story is also very good. That, But this is actually very recent. So this is, you may have heard about this. Um, it's like blowing up in the travel blogging sphere and the Facebook groups and whatnot. But an Australian couple, your people, uh, are being detained in Iran for flying a drone. Oh, heard about this? I have not heard of this. Okay, so they're bloggers slash YouTubers. They're pretty big. I think they have like, I don't know, 20,000 on YouTube or something. Yeah, um, more than us. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, And they are over, well, they were overlanding from Australia to London, going through the Middle East. Um, And they didn't realize you can't fly a drone without a permit, or they didn't, they just did it anyway. I think they probably just did it anyway. We don't know, and we can't make assumptions. So they- I I just did. Well, okay, fine. You can make assumptions over there in your corner. Uh, but they are being detained in Iran uh, for flying this drone. They've been detained for about 10 weeks, I think. Oh, wow. And there's just not much information about when they're going to be able to get back and like what the deal is. There are obviously a lot of um, like diplomacy, you know, happening mm. very diplomatic and whatnot. And uh, yeah, so basically like bloggers are kind of just questioning what because so many people say like oh you know iran iran's uh very safe for travelers and whatnot but you still have to be careful in other countries and you'd also need to be respectful of local laws and and be Mm -hmm. responsible as as people who are professional travel bloggers and travel around the world and work and and create content and and fly a drone and travel with a drone i mean we definitely have to to check that we've been in the past probably a little bit less responsible but that was a few years ago when drone laws were, and regulations were very early. But these days, I mean, if you're not if you're not looking up and researching where you can legally fly a drone, especially in places where you have like no rights, like yeah. if it's your country, if it's your own country, then sure they'll slap a fine on you or something like that. But you know, you go somewhere new and foreign where you don't have as many rights. I mean, that's on you, and they know that. Like whatever they try and bullshit, they try and spin. Like, oh, we didn't know, oh, da, da, da. as bullshit. I can guarantee you they know. Yeah. I mean, doesn't I feel it bad tell for you? 
or does it that do the apps tell you when you're allowed to fly somewhere or? do well i've never flown in iran so i don't know what but i know that when you fly around the u.s like it'll tell you if you're in an airport zone where you're not supposed to be mm-hmm. it'll give you like a warning that comes through the faa or something like the aviation authorities it'll tell you that you're, you're in a no-fly zone hmm. but i don't know how well that's updated for foreign countries yeah Hmm. I mean, yeah, you people are very, especially governments are very particular about drones. Like they don't want drones flying over their secret spaces where yeah. they got all the secrets locked up. Yeah. I mean, there's some stuff, you know, some contentious sort of things going on with like Iran deals at the moment with the US and things oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, like yeah, it's, probab- right now. it's probably pretty, yeah. I mean, I, I would, I'm not saying don't travel to places like this. Obviously travel wherever it's safe. And you got to make a personal judgment call and listen to reports and things like that. And we would never, never say not to travel somewhere unless it was very unsafe. But uh, and we've heard Iran is a beautiful place. We have lots of friends that have visited there. But you know, you just have to be cautious, like and especially if doing something like flying a drone. Yeah, for sure. Well, it, you kind of get into this. Well, first, as a backpacker, you kind of get into this mindset where it's like, ooh, risky, like, do crazy shit. I mean, we've done crazy shit. We've gone oh, in yeah. places that you're not supposed to go to. I've and... flown drones in places I'm not supposed to as yeah. well. I'm not, I'm not encouraging it. Yeah, I'm also definitely not, not a good thing. I'm but also not, like, trying it. to, uh, you know, ooh, look at me. I'm just saying ooh, I've probably done it before. Drone. Yeah. I but am flying a drone. I am flying a drone. But, I mean, like, backpackers do it. And then also, secondly... Secondly, is that a word? Anyway, bloggers slash YouTubers, they're, I mean, like when you're in that mind frame, it's like, how can I get the coolest shots? And obviously drone shots are incredible. And it's also like, if it's something that hasn't been done before. So if it is illegal to fly a drone in Iran, then there's not going to be a lot of drone content from Iran, which means that if you're the one that gets it, then you're going to get some good publicity. Yeah. you know, you also need to respect local laws and customs. For sure. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like, you know, when it, that's your work, you get so like single minded and you're just like, I got to get this shot. But obviously it's not worth landing in jail. No. So a message to all you drone flies out there. Yeah. And don't fly probably, in Iran. Probably a message to ourselves as well. Because we, I mean, like you said, we've been there. We've pushed the envelope when it came to things we maybe gray areas. I'm not about to incriminate ourselves. On a Mm. podcast, but, you know, these days we're a lot more responsible. I mean, we're in our 30s now. Got to be. Got to be responsible. I mean, semi. Semi. Semi Semi-responsible. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that, I don't have a lot of information, but we'll keep you guys updated on that Australian couple. Hopefully they do get out soon, because even if they flew the drone, you know, knowingly they weren't supposed to do that, obviously being detained in Iran is not ideal. So. No. Got to look after my fellow Aussies. Yeah, your peeps. Yeah, and um, I tell you, probably won't hurt their subscriber base. Actually, I was looking. Yeah, they have. I I can't remember how much they gained by, but definitely like a few thousand on Instagram since the stories mm. have come out. So, so what you're saying is, if you want to get big, go over to Iran with a drone, get yourself detained. Pretty much, that's the or secret maybe recipe. It's the secret sauce. Iran is so September 2019. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta find gotta a go, new place. You gotta find somewhere new. What about North Korea? No, dude, no. That's way too extreme. Mm. That kid, you know, yeah. remember? Yeah. That was a very, very sad story. It was. Okay, uh, let's find another place then. We'll just we'll keep our eyes and ears open, guys, and we'll let you know the uh, the upcoming trends for October twenty nineteen and yeah. beyond to How see how to grow your Instagram base by getting locked up. 
Ooh, we should do an online course. Yeah. $500, PayPal us, and I'll send you some material in the best mm-hmm. countries to get locked up, how yeah. to grow your subscribers we'll this... from in in the clink. Yeah, and we'll do this We'll do this all from a beach house in Bali. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Join our <laughs> course beach, now, guys. You heard it here first. On the beach laptops. Don't forget to uh, sign up and uh, follow updates about how to get your Instagram subscribers up and running. From in jail. From in jail. But on a serious note, we do hope that those Australians get out soon because obviously that's not a fun situation to be in. Yep. Anyway, Go that's on you guys. that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've had some good stories and we haven't even got to the main ones yet. Right? I know. Wait. So much going on in the news. So much stuff going on in the news. This would be a good time to remind our, our voyagers if they're still listening to rate and, and review and subscribe to our podcast. Yes, but only rate us if you're going to give us five stars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you like, if it's anything lower than four, you can send us a message and tell us why yes. you don't like our podcast. We will definitely take feedback very seriously. You, um, we've gotten hate mail before. Send it over. Send it whatever. over. We're just not a fan of one star reviews. Nope, not I mean, at all. And if you really, Who just, is? yeah, I mean, just don't review us at all. But you know, yeah. t- tell your friends at least that yeah. we're good. And if you really like us, you can subscribe and obviously go find us on our social meds. Yep, at Not So Bon Voyage. Get the latest, the latest tips, the latest stories straight to your whatever you listen to podcasts on. Whatever you consume your daily podcasts on, whether it's Spotify or iTunes or Google Play, you'll find us. Put it in your ear holes. In your, that sounds so dirty. Well, whatever. I mean, your, whole, your ears have holes, so put it in there. Put it in your ear <laughs> put holes. Put us in there. Put us in your ear hole. We want to be... We want to be in there. Okay. We go. Okay, we're veering. We're veering. We need to get to our main story tonight. Main story. Who's first? How many the paper? First, best one. One, two, ha. Huh. I win. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> but you said you had a really good one. I feel like I should go first. Okay. Go. I don't know. All right, you go first. Okay. Because I think mine will be fairly quick. Okay. Mine, mine's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Okay, so this is a story. Whenever I say that, I always want to be like, this is a story all about how my life got flipped the exact turned same upside thing. down. Fresh Prince uh, theme song. I always think that. I need a new way to say this is a story. But like this story is uh, from 2016. Okay. Not everything can be from 2019, Jules God. Mine's from 2014. Oh, my God. That's so long ago. So old. That's literally five years ago. Anyway, so this is from 2016, and this is about a Chinese tourist who was 31 years old traveling through Germany. Uh, so in, in one of the articles I read, uh, he's known as Mr. L, and then another article names him as Jun Liang. Jun Liang. So, like Julian, like but Jun, the Chinese version. Yeah, kind of, yeah, similar. Um, so who, we're, I'm just going to call him Mr. L because that's what a lot of the, uh, articles are calling him. So Mr. L, Chinese tourist, 31 years old, only one year younger than me, fresh, young spring chicken. He is enjoying beautiful Germany, uh, but unfortunately has his wallet stolen in the tourist town of Heidelberg. You know, a Heidelberg. we've all been there. Everybody gets their shit I've been to stolen. You've been there? Yeah, there's a Heidelberg in Melbourne. <laughs> in Victoria. Really? Yeah, Heidelberg. Is it a German place? Um, I don't know. I'll German have to find community? Out. Huh. That's funny. I thought you meant you've been there like you've had your wallet stolen. Well, we've all had shit stolen while you travel. It mm. happens. So, Mr. L, 
he's like, I'm going to go report this to the police. So he goes to what he thinks is a police station, but accidentally goes to City Hall. Uh, he does, I'd like to run for mayor, please. Yeah, that would be a funny twist if he accidentally ran, ran for mayor and, now and Mr. won. Mr. L is the mayor of Adelberg. Yeah, I mean, now he's the German president. Prime Minister? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, he doesn't speak English or German. He only speaks Mandarin. So he's in City Hall. He's trying to communicate. He's trying to talk about his stolen wallet. Um, they don't speak Mandarin. Uh, so he unknowingly signs an asylum application. Okay, you with me? Yeah, I'm with you. Asylum, you know, refugee asylum. If you don't know what that is, Google it, learn about it. Uh, so he's then taken by train uh, over 200 miles to Dortmund, where he is registered as an asylum he seeker. This is the world's furthest away lost and found <laughs> <Right>? ever. <laughs> 200 miles i mean what okay so it just gets crazier like wow, what Austin could he found possibly really in the boonies yeah they're really put it out there in germany <laughs> um so he i mean maybe he just thinks it's a nice train ride he's got to go to this you know place Dortmund. i don't know i don't know what he's thinking but he's registered as an asylum seeker um they fingerprint him and give him a medical exam so at this point he Germans really take so their security <laughs> very seriously. Right? I mean, he's like, are they checking for DNA? Are they doing, like, what's the why, you know? Uh, you, th- you would think at some stage that they would get a translator. Like, how, how, do, you, how do you take somebody to asylum? Like, Germany's, a, oh, I've never been, but we have German friends, and, like, Germany's quite a multicultural place. Like, and Mandarin is a very widely spoken language. You feel like there would be someone that would be able to translate. Right. It's like, hi, we're about to stick our finger up your butt and yeah. do a search. <laughs> I'm just looking for my wallet, dude. Yeah, I just need my wallet back. And I'm out of here. Well, it's kind of confusing because uh, one of the articles did say that he had a translator at the city hall and knew that he like they ex- explained to him what he was signing, but obviously it couldn't have been a very good translator. That didn't he, you know, would never have signed asylum papers. So something, but that was, there was only one article that mentioned the translator. So something yeah. got lost in translation. Um, you so reckon? A lot more than his wallet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's got his wallet stolen. Now they're asking him to stick his tongue out, say, ah, uh, <laughs> who knows what else. I'm guessing it's probably a very thorough medical exam for re- asylum. Don't you think? I think so. I very think you're, you're definitely getting some You're some definitely digits. getting some things. You're definitely bending over and coughing. <clears throat> uh, who knows what else is going on, but I don't think he's having fun. I don't <laughs> think he's enjoying his vacation. Uh, so then he's taken to a one star review, one star review for Germany. <laughs> Worst lost and found ever. <laughs> he's hating it. Uh, so then he's taken by bus to a refugee shelter in dual men. He's there with 50 other refugees. They give him some food. Man, a lot of people got their wallets stolen. <laughs> <laughs> he's so confused. Is I mean, he a, must just be like, there's an epidemic of wallet thieves. Yeah. In Germany. Um, so they give him food, a little bit of spending money. And, you know, this is like 2016. So this is like basically the height of, you know, Mm. Syrian refugee crisis. Germany is taking in refugees from Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, other countries. Um, Actually, in 2015, Germany took in more than a million refugees. Good on you, Germany. So it was the most open country in Europe for asylum seekers. Good work, guys. So they're busy. 
They're, They're a busy, busy babies. So they, they probably just thought it was like run of the mill. Like this guy shows up and they, they just like, yeah, whatever, mate. Throw yeah. him straight into the process. Yeah. Get him out there. And apparently um, Germany is very bureaucratic. So like whatever's written on the paper, they're like, okay, next medical no, exam. No, way. <laughs> I mean, that's what the internet said. Yes. Um, I've actually never been to Germany, so I don't know. We, all we can go off is stereotypes that they are very efficient. Yes, that is a huge stereotype. German efficiency. Uh, so he's in the refugee shelter. Um, let's see. He's hanging out with all okay, his friends. Okay, so he's hanging out with all his <laughs> friends. Um, so there's a lot of people, you know, from the Middle East. Um, he won the competition for who came the furthest. Yeah. And uh, he, there are very few people from China. There's like a handful over a series of a few years, asylum, Chinese asylum seekers in Germany. Um, so the Red Cross staff at the refugee center, they're kind of like, what the hell? Like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, who is this Chinese man? Apparently he's like very well dressed. <laughs> no one can understand him. He's like trying to like explain something. Nobody knows. Nobody can speak Mandarin. Um, and he keeps asking for his passport back, which if you're seeking asylum, you're not like trying to get your passport back and like screw up your whole mm. thing, you know? So they're like, what the hell? Like, And who- he has a passport, which a lot of people don't. Um, I imagine sometimes people don't. Um, yeah, I would imagine some refugees probably don't have a passport, but some probably do. Um, so the Red Cross staff, they're try- like really trying to understand him. They're downloading apps that's like not working. Finally, they find a local Chinese restaurant where the staff speaks Mandarin. And they get the whole story. And they're like, what the hell? Like, how, literally, how did this happen? I'll have my my order back, please. My wallet and an order of 42 of lemon chicken, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they all sat down and had a great Chinese they over meal. It. They laughed and they laughed. And they laughed, had some tea. It was lovely. Uh, no, he had spent 12 days at the refugee center, which is crazy. Um, and then he, he was like... He was like, I really just want to go see France and Italy. The poor guy, you know. Well, sorry, sir. You can't travel on an asylum. (laughs) Uh, And then apparently he wasn't upset with them. Um, He just said Europe was different than I expected. So that is the story of Mr. L, the asylum seeker by accident. The accidental asylum seeker. Accidental asylum seeker. I mean, that is a great story. Is that a good story? I mean, God. To go from traveling through Europe, you're kind of on a high traveling through Europe. Your wall gets stolen. You're getting, you know, on this train 200 miles, and then you get in a refugee center. Oh, the countryside. For 12 days. Oh, the beautiful countryside. Oh, my God. I mean, at least he didn't have to pay for a hotel. It's probably very expensive in I'm Germany. sure he probably got some kind of reimbursements or something. I didn't see that, but it's possible. Well, he got. He definitely got. He definitely won best travel story back home. Yes, absolutely. Poor guy. Oh my god, Poor I guy. can't even imagine. Oh my god. So that is my story. And you're sticking. To and it. I'm sticking to it. Okay. Well, my main story comes from. It's a little bit different. Um, I mean, that's a pretty unique story. My story comes from Toronto, Canada, and it dates back to late 2014, with a man called Jordan. And now I don't know how it. It's A X A N I Azani. A-X-A-N-I. I mean, is it Exani? Exani. I'm going to call him Jordan anyway. Um, so he's 28 back in 2014. And him and his at the time girlfriend had planned a three week around the world trip 
leaving December 21st, 2014. Around the world for three weeks? Jeez, that's a, it's a rush whirl, It was a whirlwind trip. You that's know? a whirlwind. It was New York. So I, so here, here was the trip. It was Toronto to New York to, to Vienna. Um, and also included Hong Kong, Bangkok, New Delhi, Kowloon, Venice, Milan, Prague. Three, wow. three weeks over Christmas. That is way too many places. So that's a lot of places. For three weeks. So it was probably like a couple of days here. I, I imagine it was just one of those city tours. You stop in the main city for a couple of days, you keep cruising. Either way, Jordan had planned uh, and his girlfriend at the time, Elizabeth Gallagher, to do a three-week trip. Now they'd booked all their flights, but in preparation for the trip. I don't know. We don't know the backstory here, but Jordan and his girlfriend at the time, Elizabeth Gallagher, had broken up. Lizzie Galgs. Lizzie Galgs. They'd broken up, and she obviously wasn't going to go on the trip anymore. So Jordan, uh, with a non-refundable, non-transferable ticket, decides to himself, it would just be an absolute waste if I was to let this ticket go. So he jumps on trusty Reddit. He puts a post out there and he looks uh, a nationwide search to find another Elizabeth Gallagher. Oh my God, take, that's genius. To take her uh, her spot for free. That is genius. Here's, here is his original post. Are you named Elizabeth Gallagher and Canadian, want a free plane ticket around the world? So this I is, this. Uh, I need your help. You see in March, so it goes a little bit into it. I booked a, a wicked trip around the world for Christmas with my ex. Her relationship came to a close. She's not coming naturally. Um, and he hates the idea of a ticket going to waste, so he's looking for a Canadian named Elizabeth Gallagher who could use a ticket. Uh, he talks a little bit about the idea of changing the flights and how it was all going to be a bunch of bullshit. So he says, instead he just says, here's the trip. December 21st, New York City to Milan, then make yourself to Prague, I guess, Prague to Paris, Paris to Bangkok, Bangkok to New Delhi, New Delhi to Toronto. Spanning three weeks over Christmas and New Year's. Um, he sets some pretty simple ground rules. He says he's not looking for anything in return. He's not looking for a companionship or romance, drugs, trade, or to take selfies. Drugs? Yeah. I'm not looking for drugs. I'm not looking for drugs, but if you've got them <laughs> and you want to bring them, I will take them. <laughs> um, he's not looking to take selfies of you in front of a Christmas market. Um, okay. Like, if, is that like because she would want to do that? or I don't know. know. If you feel compelled to toss me a couple of hundred bucks, great. Really, the only thing I ask for is that you enjoy the trip. And then it brings you happiness. Oh, what yeah. a sweetheart. He says, we can travel together and see some cool stuff or not. I'm easy and have no problem with someone taking the tickets and doing their own thing. See you on the plane. Embracing the spontaneity of life is more my thing. So he thought he he's basically looking to pay it forward as long as you're uh, not crazy. And named Elizabeth Gallagher. <laughs> um, this is for flights only. There's no accommodation booked, anything like that. Any transports, you're on your own. But if you want the flights, and I'll, he'll obviously be on the flights as well. All good. Uh, and then he says, you know, a little bit about who he's looking for. Be sane, smart, and hopefully interesting. Have always wanted to travel, but maybe haven't had the opportunity or cash to travel. Be named Elizabeth Gallagher and have a Canadian passport and be ready for a spontaneous adventure. And he says a little, doesn't say too much about himself, which I feel like would be something you'd probably want to put in the post. Like, by the way, I'm 28. I'm not a psycho. Um, for sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So he puts it out there. It becomes like overnight viral. Yeah. Like totally. Like just blows up. I think a PR, according to PR experts, they say that it received four billion media impressions globally. Ugh, um, wow. He just literally becomes like an overnight like thing. All the newspapers pick it up. It becomes a huge thing. He gets at the time over twelve hundred Elizabeth Gallagher's came forward. Wow. Although he was able able to easily narrow it down. Um, because only 40 of them had a Canadian passport. 
Oh, okay. But he still gets 40. That's a lot. It seems like a lot of people. Yeah. Like 40 people. With that specific name. Who heard about it. Yeah. So like he must have just had like thousands of people reaching out to him for for news and for follow-ups. But yeah. anyway. That's he, like uh, a full-time job yeah. dealing with that. So he narrows it down to, to 40 people and he chooses Elizabeth Quinn Gallagher. And we're going to call her Quinn for this because that's how she's always been reported. Okay. She's 23 and she's a student from Nova Scotia. Um, so they take off on the trip and everybody is like... And they fall in love. See, well, see, that <laughs> was everybody's reaction. Everybody... So so they um, they meet for the first time at the airport lounge. They head to New York, grab a drink. They didn't even want to meet beforehand? <laughs> I don't know. I guess they just flew They're into... Like, let's do they this. They flew into New York to meet where the trip started. Uh, okay. From Toronto, I guess it's not that far to get to. New yeah, York. I guess. So they started in New York. She obviously flew there. They met in the airport lounge. They had a few drinks. They got to, they said after getting over the initial awkwardness at the airport, it was not too bad. They got to learn a bit more about each other. Um, and all the news reports were like, that was the story that they were trying to build up. Of the course. idea that like. Fairy tale. Fairy tale style. Uh, it doesn't happen. She's actually got a boyfriend at the time. Ugh. Oh. Quinn. Yeah. Honestly, like if they, they should have just pretended they fell in love. They could have had a book deal. They could have had a movie. They could have had a reality show. Well, he, he had all that stuff on offer anyway. Relationship. <laughs> so he, so she has a boyfriend. Um, he probably understandably is not like super stoked about it. Did she, did he know she had a boyfriend when he picked her? I'm not sure. I think it was irrelevant. I think he, the reason he picked her is because, um, she was young. She was a student. She'd always wanted to travel, but hadn't really. So she just yeah. seemed to be a good match. So yeah. So he picked her. Um, despite the news attention and the media wanting to happen, they did not end up together. Wow. Uh, In an interview with the BBC, he said that Quinn liked to see the landmarks of different areas and like to mingle. And I like to mingle where the locals hang out. Um, he said he hates heights, and everywhere we went, she took me to the highest thing possible, whether it was the highest level in the Eiffel Tower or the highest bar in Bangkok. And she'd poke fun at me for fear of heights. Apparently, they got on really well. Um, That's nice. They, 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 there was a few references of like kind of like a brother sister type relationship where they kind of like looked after each other. And yeah, so they had three That's weeks together. Cute. They spent Christmas together. Um, and yeah, it was just it was insane. Like they, they got a lot of publicity out of it. Yeah, especially a lot of stories covered it. Um, the boyfriend back home. He says he understands, oh, sorry, she said about her boyfriend, he understands that I've always wanted to travel. So while he's not happy I'm taking off for nearly a month at Christmas with a random guy, he's smiling through it. Oh, good boyfriend. That's it, nice. It definitely did seem a little creepy at the beginning, but now that I talk to him, it's less creepy and more awesome. <laughs> less creepy. Okay. Um, and this is the cool thing. So they stayed in separate rooms along the way. So at the time, uh, Jordan had booked flights with his girlfriend, the Elizabeth I. Elizabeth I. Um, but they hadn't booked any accommodation. And then when the story broke and got huge, a hotel chain, a big hotel chain, oh, I'm not going to name them, um, but they decided to pick up the story and they offered oh, they offered them um, a hotel in every place that they stopped. Wow. Like two, like two single rooms. We need to think of some sort of viral thing. Yeah, well, I'm, this has got my brain ticking. I know. As soon as I thought about this, I was like, damn, like – Mm, we should have done this. Let's get viral. <laughs> um, so there, there's some interesting things that came out. So that's the story. Um, as a follow-up, like uh, Jordan was actually sounds like a good guy. He used the time to sort of kickstart a little bit of a non-profit thing. Oh, um, Jordy. I think cutie. he raised some money. I don't know. It, I followed, There wasn't too much follow-up of it. I think it might have fallen through. 
mm-hmm. along with a couple other things that were referenced at the time. It's five years ago, you know. We're not we're not doing everything that we did five years ago. We are not doing half the things we did five years ago. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> um, and so I think now, actually, I won't go too much into this because it's it's not my story to tell. But Jordan, I think, had a little bit of difficulty coming back and dealing with the issues of like being viral and being all over the uh, stuff. And I think mm-hmm. he felt a little bit of guilt um, and sort of sadness for his ex girlfriend. I think she broke up with him. Hmm. Um, but obviously, like, I don't know if it was super messy, but he sort of felt bad by kind of dragging her into the story mm. unknowingly. And okay. he kind of felt a little bit, uh, he talk, talks about his battles with depression. And I think he, it sounds like maybe he had problems before he went on the trip as well. And this kind of just highlighted that, put the pressure on him. So he actually, he's been doing a lot of stuff around mental health Aww, and things like that. Good on you, Jordy. Since that. So uh, yeah, but funny story. That's crazy. <laughs> traveling, traveling the world with a complete stranger that you found over Reddit or via the internet for three weeks. I feel like I heard when wait when this was 2014. This was uh, so the very end December, like just before Christmas 2014. So I it feel probably like would have been heard this. it would have been blowing up towards the end of the year, and then probably once they got back in early June, uh, sorry early um, January, it would have been going around again. Wow, yeah. that's so crazy. Cool Only story in, though. Like the internet age, could that work? Yes, I know. Unless like you put up, what would you do back in the day? Put up flyers. Put a ad in the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a crazy story. Yeah. I love the spontaneity of that. Yeah. Like, and that's it, so cool. I think a big thing for him was the the idea of paying it forward. So, you know, like he was that's what he was encouraging the person to to do, like, you know, pay it forward, like, hey, take this great trip and then, you know, work out yeah. a way that you can pay it forward and give it back. Yeah. So what a cool gift to the traveling community. That's so cool. And a happy story to end on. Very happy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was that's really nice. I'm yeah. I'm happy for them. I yeah. hope he's doing okay. Yeah, yeah, I think he's doing all right. I actually I did a little bit of Instagram stalking of him. I found that it looks like he's got a current partner. They've okay. started a little business together. It sounds like he's a bit of a online entrepreneur, you know. Does he have a lot of Instagram followers? Not a ton. Not a ton. He's got a couple other little businesses going on now. I think he does public speaking. Mm. Um he actually came out with something called uh, My Biggest Lie or something like that. I don't know. Some mm. sort of like talk that he did. Anyway, you can check him out if you want. His name's Jordan Aksani. Probably butchered that, but he'll be in the show notes as well if you want to find out uh, how you can find out more information about him. I thought you were going to say he's going to be on the show. I was like, oh, okay. Maybe he could be one day. Could be. Yeah. Hit us up, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan, if you hear about this, you know, or if you know Jordan, tell him to hit us up. Yeah. Not so bon voyage. And on that note, and we're on done. That note, we're done. <laughs> we're done. We've gone a little bit over. Um, that's okay. That's okay. That's, that's going to happen sometimes. Just too much good travel stories. Yeah, Crazy there, were, there are a lot of good ones. Stories. A lot of good stories today. Yeah. Um, so we hope you enjoyed our latest episode of Not So Bon Voyage. Don't forget to rate us and subscribe. And review. And, and review. tell your friends and, and sing along. Sing along. We promise not to sing if you give us a five-star review. Yeah, done. <laughs> um, yeah, so find us on the social meds at Don't Forget to Move or hit us up with a hashtag not so oh did i just say don't forget to move i don't know i think i did i think you did i did that's our other brand <gasps> oh my oh god oh my god see that that was just a natural reaction don't forget to move is our professional travel blog brand where you can find all things travel inspiration i promise we're not going to promote don't forget to move too much on this podcast it was just was a natural thing that was sort of just it popped it popped out but if you want to find <laughs> this podcast it is not so bon voyage on instagram and twitter um and you can also 
hashtag us at not so bon voyage and we want to hear your stories we are currently collecting user stories from around the world from our friends from our family from other travel blogging colleagues and from around the world we want to share them on the show so don't be shy voyagers come on down and share your story come on down come on down and on that note we're off we're off safe travels on the road and remember if you're not safe make sure you tell us about it and tell us what happened yep See you later. Bye.